Welcome to Be Still Be Free. This is Sarah, and I am with Monica. Moni. Shocking, it's Sarah and Monica together today. <laughs> I know. Don't want to catch you by surprise. <laughs> I did talk to uh, Tracy Hirsch yesterday and told her that uh, we would love for her to come back on and do um, a series with us on emotional health, women's health, or something like that. You know, that. we really do need to revisit that, mm-hmm. I feel like. I feel like that would be an awesome thing to do, like a be well part two or be well in your mind or get your life together, girl, or something. (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 Was she open? She was talking to myself right there. Yes, she does. Awesome. She said she can't do it anytime soon, but she'd be totally open to it. We just need to put it somewhere on the calendar. Maybe we can kick off the next semester after summer. Either that or I even thought going into the holidays, emotional health going into the holidays. Yes. Wouldn't that be good? Yes. Yeah. So thinking about that. Well done. It's done. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Okay. So anyone that does not is not familiar with who we're talking about early in our podcasting. Mm-hmm. We did a series called Be Well, and Tracy Hurst is a licensed professional Christian counselor, and she's a dear friend of ours, and she is just phenomenal at what she does. And I think she did two episodes. Two. We had two podcast episodes with her, and they are phenomenal. Yeah, they so are. go back to the beginnings of whatever yeah. you can find online. I'd link to it, but I'll probably forget to do that. So She's very gifted. <laughs> She's very, very gifted. So um, anyways, we though are in our Be Noble series. We were yeah. talking about the book of Ruth. We've had our intro. I led in chapter one last week, and today we're going to talk about chapter two, which is all Monica. So yeah. take it away, girl. Okay. So um, I'm kind of going to go through it a little bit like not verse by verse, but I'm oh, going to kind of... Everybody sit down. Is it KJV? I'm verse one. <laughs> now Naomi's deceased. And what they meant in the Greek by the word... Just, I'm just kidding. That was A, Hebrew, and B, that's not exactly how I'm going to do it. Um, but I just... There's so many things to point out here. So this, this whole chapter really focuses on Ruth herself. Um, and there's so many awesome little nuggets that come throughout this whole chapter. Um, and so I'm going to start by talking about, I keep looking at the computer instead of the microphone, just sidebar <laughs> as if like, that's who I'm talking to. <laughs> it's some, I keep cracking up at myself because I'm such an idiot. I'm like, no, the computer could not care less about what's happening. Than and there's microphone. nobody watching. And nobody's watching. And it's just stressing <laughs> like me out. A video <laughs> no. Lives. Ah, here we are. Um, but I wanted to talk about Ruth's B because we talk about character all the time and how it's the character that we have in us that God sees and decides to use um, for his purposes. So, and then I'm going to kind of back up as to why I see these things. So the main characteristics that we see from Ruth in chapter two are that she's resourceful. Mm-hmm. She's a hard worker. She's dedicated. Um, she's dedicated to Naomi. She's dedicated to whatever task is at hand. She's loyal. Um, I think she's very curious about the things of the Lord mm-hmm. and um, about his ways, especially now that she's in a country that is all focused on the Lord. Right. Um, and she is obedient to God, even though she may not fully grasp um, what it means to be obedient to the Lord God Almighty, to the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. She is. And she's kind of learning as she goes. Um, so one of the things that I noticed when I was started out in chapter two is in verse two, it says, um, one day Ruth approached Naomi with a request. And what I love about this is that 
it was her, I, the request was, let me go out into the field and pick up whatever grain is left behind from the harvesters. Maybe someone will be merciful to me. Um, so the law in that day was harvesters were to not touch the outer portions of the harvest field for people that were poor and didn't have fields so that they could go harvest. So it's, this was, that's pretty cool. Isn't that pretty cool? This is God's plan for mm-hmm. those, like, this is God's welfare plan from the very beginning. Like always leave something yeah. or if you drop something, let other people pick it up. Like yeah. God had a plan for this. So it was her idea to go do this. And I love that it was, she didn't sit around and wait for Naomi to tell her what to do. I feel like Naomi made the decision, let's leave Moab and go back to Bethlehem. And so now Ruth was like, it's my turn to contribute. And it's my idea. I'm, I want to go do this. And so Naomi's like, Hey, go ahead, my daughter. Have at it. Go for it. I'm old. I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, And David Guzik about this little section is, I think this is. We have quoted him quite a few times, haven't we? He's kind of becoming my new favorite over Matthew Henry, maybe because he doesn't leave out of my He's a little easier to, yeah. But he says, and this is so key. I feel like we could camp out here for a while. Hard work by Ruth. It would not have been more spiritual for her to pray about the situation and hope God would bring the answer to her. Mm. She went out and did what she could. And I just thought that was so great. Like they had landed in Bethlehem and like, now what do we do? Mm -hmm. And they could have stayed home and just prayed like, Lord, bring someone to the door that is going to provide for us. And yes, we think like prayer, of course, is important. I mean, you're an idiot if you think that that's I'm saying that it's not important. Right. But like we talked about week one, human and divine interaction joining together. Pray about it. But she said, there's something I can do. So I'm going to go do that. That's right. And I just think that um, she did that work with excellence. Mm -hmm. And um, Louie at Passion City finished up a series called Passion and Purpose. And he like kind of outlined these steps about our work and our and our working in our passions, working in our jobs, whatever the case may be. But one of the things he said is excellence needs to be our calling card. And um, it needs to be our calling card because everything that we touch and everything we do reflects back to the God that we serve. And if we are cutting corners, if we're half-assed, if we're lazy, um, that's a- Did you just say assed on my podcast? I did. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to mark this one explicit. I um, do not listen. But if we, if, if that's how we do our work, that is a poor reflection of the God that we serve because the God that we serve does everything with excellence and no detail is left unturned. Yep. And so that's what Ruth did. She had an idea and she went to, went to go act on it. Love that. Um, as she's working in the field, Boaz happened to arrive from Bethlehem and just greeted the harvester. Yeah. Just though. Oh, oh, who's <gasps> in my fields? Who is this? Who's that lady? Yeah. <laughs> But he um, he sees uh, Ruth gleaning in the harvest and says, who does she belong to? And then the person that kind of over is overseeing the fields is like, well, she's a Moabite and she came back with Naomi. She asked if she could pick up the grain. So I gave her permission. And except for one small break, she's been here all day working in the field from morning until now. And I love that um, that that part is mentioned by the overseer because it shows that she's working hard yep. and she doesn't give any indication that she deserves any favors mm-hmm. or that she demands any special treatment. She is there to prove like, if you will just let me do this, like I am going to, I'm going to do it with excellence. Yep. Yep. Um, and I love that Boaz took notice of her immediately. And some of the commentaries say that it could have been love at first sight. Mm-hmm. Um but it was her character to work hard and provide for Naomi, like softened his heart toward her. Yeah. Her diligence to do whatever was needed um, to help Naomi impressed him. He was generous and gracious to her and he was protective of her because we see later that he tells Na- uh, Ruth, 
stay with the young harvesters. The young men will watch after you stay with the young women as a way of protection. So she's not alone in the fields for anybody to maybe come upon her and take advantage of her. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So he provides that protection. And um, there's an article I'll link to called 10 Powerful Lessons from the Book of Ruth. Um, And one of the points like addresses Boaz's interest in Ruth. And it says this, the man noticed first. God orchestrated Ruth's location in Boaz's presence. She was minding her own business, looking to pick up leftover grain when he came into her life. Ruth Ruth was working and not trying to get his attention, but God made sure that it was gained by the right man at the right time. At this point, you even wonder if she knew who Boaz was. Well, I... I'm pretty sure she didn't because later when she goes back and tells Naomi, like Naomi says, how was your day? How did it go? And she's like, well, this happened and this happened. And I met this person and Naomi's like, that's our kinsman redeemer. (laughs) (laughs) Door number two. Um, But I just, I I think that's a, I think that's a word because we, and we see this with the younger generation so much with um, initiating so much when it comes to the opposite sex. And for people who are single, like, for sure, put yourself in situations where maybe you're going to meet other single people, but do what God's asked you to do. Mm-hmm. Do it with excellence. Focus on the Lord. And yeah. when the time is right, God's going to bring the person and the man that's going to notice you yes. and be impressed by your relationship with him and yes. be impressed by your work ethic and be impressed by your passions. It's going to be him who notices you first. And I just, I mean, I that's how, that's how Greg and I met. Yep. And so I, I totally... I'm totally down with that. Oh, I totally am too. Addie and I just had this conversation. You know, I just said, hey, what you're looking for, most 16-year-old boys don't possess. You're going to find you at this level. Yeah. But you just keep continuing to grow and to be the person that you are. Mm -hmm. And one day, somebody's going to come along and Mm -hmm. value what you have and who you are. And you'll want, that's who you want to be with. You want to be the person with the person who you think thinks that you're great and that you took notice of you. Right. Not just, you know, takes you for granted or doesn't know how to respect and treat you. You know, and there's that verse about um, God will trade your ashes for beauty Beauty. and beauty for ashes. Um, And I think that this is a perfect illustration Mm -hmm. of that because Ruth lost a husband. She's lost her country. She's lost any family, blood family that she had because she moved away. And so who knows what she was carrying Mm -hmm. with her emotionally that she was still trying to work through. Um, But she, she was focused on being obedient to God the best that she saw and knew how, and she was curious about God and, and, but God just made it all look Mm -hmm. beautiful in the Mm -hmm. eyes of Boaz. And I think that that's amazing. I think that's beautiful. Um, Next, we see um, Boaz kind of approach her and is like, you know, hey, do what you need to do. I'm going to make sure you're protected. You know, follow the harvesters, see the fields that they're working in. I've warned them all not to touch you. When you're thirsty, go get water. They're going to be filled by the young men. Like he goes out of his way to provide and make this an amazing experience for her. Um, And it says in verse 10, overwhelmed, she bowed before him, putting her face to the ground in front of him. And I feel... I feel like that's a really unusual response, at least for today, because she was very humble and very grateful. And there was not an air of like, I deserve. Yeah. Heck yeah, you will. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, dude. Uh, Yeah. I was hoping like, Mm -hmm. are you going to feed me too? Cause Mm -hmm. I really am, you know, 
Like, I just, you've got all of everything and I don't have anything and it should yeah. be your responsibility to take, you know, like, like it leads you to believe that she there. was, she was already grateful enough to be able to glean in the harvest. Yes. Like she was already like, Oh, that thank God I can just get some grain mm-hmm. and then I can make some food and prepare for me, Naomi. And like, this was a more, this was yep. above and beyond. This was like, opening the heavens and pouring out a, a blessing you cannot contain yeah. to her. Yeah. Um, and so to have that, like she, she expressed it, she bowed down and mm. she put her face to the ground. Um, she was humble. She was grateful. And she like paused in that moment to like, say it. It's so interesting. Like I'm sitting here thinking about how often do we go through something and when something comes our way, we're like, we feel like we're deserving of it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's mine. Yeah. You ought to do that. Right. Yeah. I deserve that. And yet she had such a, thank you so much for that. I can't believe yeah. that you would do that. Like, you know, there was this, just a very different heart attitude, very different heart attitude and telling from somebody who wasn't a true believer or hadn't yeah. been born into it and hadn't grown up to it. Like it was, it's like when you go to a um, country where everyone's like, so my very first mission trip was to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And so all of the the churches that we went to there and the people that were believers, they were first generation believers. Mm-hmm. Like they're fresh mm-hmm. because as a country, as a whole, Christianity is so new. So and new. so to see the zeal and the fire and I the passion and the joy, like we have, we get so desensitized mm-hmm. to it um, because we're just, oh, we're flooded with mm-hmm. it. But for people in the Philippines that I saw, and I imagine the same was for Ruth, like it's so fresh and mm-hmm. so exciting. And so like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Like you just have no choice right? but to express it physically and verbally. Um, and so after that, um, she says, I'm just a foreigner. Why have you noticed me and treated me like one of your favorites? And he just tells her, listen, I know who you are. I know where you come from. I know what you've been through. I love what you're doing. And I just want to bless you. You know, like what a beautiful illustration. There's no talk of him redeeming her at this point. There's no, there's nothing in her mind. She has no clue. She doesn't know about the customs. Um, and so for him to just be like, I just see you and I'm putting favor on you. Like what an example of God he was to her in that moment. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, and it's, we've talked about with grace several different times where the Lord's like, you may not deserve it, but I'm going to give it to you anyways. I'm just going to pour it out. Like, and you know, it's convicting because it's just more of how we ought to be with others. Mm -hmm. I know on the receiving end and the giving end. Yeah. We should be more like her when we're doing something with not expecting anything back, Mm -hmm. but grateful when it happens. And we should be more like him giving it unexpectedly yeah, so that it is a blessing to other people. Right. Because any other field, um, any other owner of a field could have said, well, listen, she's picking up our extras. That's fine. Just let her do that. And that would have been enough. Yep. But to go out of his way to say, and this, and this, and this, just unmerited favor. Yeah. yeah. Unmerited favor. It's awesome. Um, so, and he ends that all by saying, you know, may God repay you for your sacrifices and reward you richly. Um it's under the wings of Israel's God, the eternal one that you have sought shelter. Um, and I love that, you know, she's like, continue to look on me with favor. I pray like I'm comforted by your words. I'm not worthy. Um, but she let the Lord promote her mm. and she let the Lord bring the spotlight to her. Uh. And, you know, and we <laughs> talk about all this with be still be free. Like we're on the dirt road yep. and, you know, we don't promote ours, but this is that lesson that God keeps telling us personally for what we do and in our own individual lives. Like, let the Lord promote you. Let yes. the Lord bring the spotlight yes. when the time is right. Because what's happening 
internally with us individually or as a ministry or in our families or whatever, whatever God is doing is more important. And so when the time is right, if the time is ever right, if that's what God seeks to do, Mm -hmm. he'll bring that spotlight. And and just even to wherever you are in life, maybe it's you get up every day at five 30 in the morning and you go to a job that you're not, it's not super sexy. You're not super Mm -hmm. excited about, or maybe you get up and you're making breakfast for the kids and get packing their lunches and you're in your pajamas until one o'clock because you're doing laundry and cleaning bathtubs and toilets or what, like whatever your job is, you don't feel like it's super sexy. Um, just stay where God has you. Yeah. He will, he will shine the spotlight. He will bring you into new spaces and new places. You keep walking, you keep yes. moving, you keep going just like she did. Mm-hmm. And God will at the right time for mm-hmm. his kingdom and for your life, bring it all together at the yeah. same time. And because she just was so diligent and working hard, like imagine her in the fields gleaning. I, this is something I just thought about. She's just harvesting. She's just doing what she can, but she's alone in the fields doing that. And imagine what she's learning about God yeah, and what she's meditating on. And, and through these interactions with Boaz now, as she walks through that, like what a picture of the almighty that that is for Mm -hmm. her. And so like, she just gets to like, so sometimes in those trenches, when the spotlight's not there, when God hasn't promoted yet, what are you learning about God? What Mm -hmm. is he revealing about himself Mm -hmm. to you? Because that's the point yeah. is that he's trying to reveal himself. Mm-hmm. Are you picking up what he's putting down? Right. Or are you just scooting on past it? Cause it doesn't And work? are you willing to do it when the spotlight's not on you? Yes. You know, I yes. think that's a huge question. Are you willing to do the hard when the spotlight isn't on you? You know, it takes me back to that. You remember the, the dream I had that one time, that little vision I had where, I'd watch the Beth Moore, the arena the arena. I, t- I tell people about that yeah. all the time. I'm like, now listen, it could just be, and there's this arena <laughs> right. and it's just, yeah. Yeah. And so just, you know, high level recap on that. I'd watched a Beth Moore, um, kind of advertisement. She was in Charlotte in the arena. And I mean, there are spotlights everywhere and the praise teams up there. And it was just, you know, it was like a two minute clip of all the highlights. Right. And I mean, you couldn't help but get like, Oh my gosh, I wish I had been there, you know, and packed arena. And then it pans into me being on stage, but there's nobody there. The lights are still going and uh-huh. the, the panning camera is still panning around the arena. All the empty seats. Everything's empty. <laughs> it's just me. And it pans around to the very front of the stage and it stops. And my two kids are sitting on the front stage. And I just will never forget that. That has had the most impact on me because we all want to be in a sexy spotlight. Yeah, we do. You know, we all want to be married to the king we or the the whoever he is in this land, Boaz, and, and the position that he holds. We all want that sexy, fun story. And the thing is, is each of our stories really are sexy. It's just like how in God's eyes, no sin is greater than another. Mm -hmm. No story is greater than another in God's eyes. And as long as you're doing what the plan is for the kingdom, your story is just as important Mm -hmm. as Mary's was. Mm -hmm. You may not get to be David, but you, and you may not get to be David's mom, but do you get to start a brand new line of the family tree in yeah. a brand new lineage that you don't know what paves the way for that? Yes. Like, obviously that's just as important because she's got her yes. own book. It didn't get folded into another book. Mm-mm. It's her own book with mm-hmm. this story about what God will do to, for somebody that's obedient to his mm, purposes. So good. I just, so good. I, I love it so, so much. Um, um, there's an article on crosswalk.com that talks about five lessons. I'll link to it uh, that we learned from Ruth. But the one that I thought was the most um, telling was that 
we need to value great character. Character is who you are when nobody's watching. Mm. Ruth had no idea her story would be showcased for millions to read, and yet she showed incredible character in obscurity. She went above and beyond in showing respect and honor to her bitter mother-in-law. She worked hard in the field to provide food. She proved to be a woman of integrity with Boaz. Everything she did represented a woman of great character, and God honored her. Be a woman of great character. Cut the gossip in the name of a prayer request. Share with your husband the shopping addiction you find yourself in. Stop relying on food to make you feel better. Be the woman you know God created you to be, and Jesus mm. died so you can embrace. Mm, I love that. That's awesome. And it was obscurity. She was in complete obscurity. Yeah. We, we can read the story and look back and be like, oh, well, easy for her. Right. But it wasn't. No. It wasn't. It wasn't. Not, nothing about her journey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure she was like... God didn't put me on this earth to get wheat out of a field and be have to <laughs> get on my hands and knees, work my way around donkey dung or I'm, whatever. I'm worth more than this. Yes. I'm better than this. Yeah, you know, we talk about that all the time. Whenever you feel the deserves and shoulds mm-hmm. coming in, like those are whispers from not God. And listen, you can be the hero of your own story mm-hmm. and still be, be Ruth, yes. right? Because there's nothing to hold your head down about, about providing for yourself and having great character. I think that, you know, there's all this buzz stuff going on around, be, be the hero of your own story. Right. You know, yeah. Like do be the hero of your own story so that you can love other people better and you mm-hmm. can do a better job for kingdom building. But being a hero doesn't mean that you're above anything else. Gosh, no. You know, so I, I wish that we focused more on words like character, integrity. Yes. You know, testimony. Yeah. More than we focused on words like hero, heroine, um, you know, self, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You Absolutely. Know? Because I think there's a different, there's a different feeling that comes along with telling somebody to be the hero of your own story and telling somebody to be the most, the woman full of the most character ever. Yes. One sounds so much more. It's more flashy. It's more, yeah. you know, today. Wonder Woman. Yeah. And yet one sounds much more Proverbs 31. Yeah. That's so true. You know? Yeah. Because I don't yeah. see the Proverbs 31 saying I was the hero of my own story. No, you don't. She was, though? She was. Oh, she was a, a Just, fantastic heroine. Yeah. I don't think she would have said that of herself. Yeah. Because that um, wasn't the point. The point wasn't to be a hero. The point was to be God-filled. Exactly. The point is to grow into the likeness of Christ. Yeah. Period. Period. And to demonstrate that so other people get to know Christ and so heaven can be filled. That's right. Not empty. Amen. Um, And also I did want to like mention, like we talk about the get to and the have to, Mm -hmm. I think her attitude was like, I get to go do this instead of, I have to go do this, you know? And I think that's an important distinction too. Um, This is just silly. Maybe not silly, but I just wanted to um, point out that in verse 14, um, he invites her to dinner mm-hmm. and like kind of just gives her carte blanche, like come eat with us. And it says she ate as much as she wanted and even had some leftover. And I just wanted to tell somebody like, just eat. Yeah. yeah. Just eat. Don't be afraid to a, eat in front of a man yeah. and be just eat. Just eat. She somebody ate as much as she wanted. Take some home for leftovers. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, That's awesome. Okay. Uh, look at us on time. And it was um, 23. We're, oh, we're good. Okay. So it says toward the end of the chapter, she worked in the field all day until the sun had nearly set. I mean, such hard work. Um, and what's interesting is she wasn't a field worker. So I, when you're talking about this a minute ago, I'm trying to wrap my brain around because he fed her, protected her and whatever. She's there kind of, you know, as a poor woman, mm-hmm. just 
getting for her and for Naomi. Right. Am I correct? On yes. This? Yes. She's working from she's not to hired to do the harvest. Right. She's just there as a as an individual who's hungry. So instead of going in and food. being like, okay, well, that's my two hours. I'm going home. Right. Like she worked from sun up to sundown for yes. her and Naomi. And she did that. Um, for the seven weeks of the wheat and barley seasons until the harvest was complete. Wow. So she, she did this for two months. Wow. Went every day and worked hard. That's amazing. To be able to provide for her, her and her mother-in-law. That's amazing. Um, um, let's see. Okay. So practical applications. One, like Ruth, what difficulties has God used to accomplish great plans in your life? Mm. So what losses, hardships, struggles has he seen you through where you can today look back and say, the Lord saw me through it and his fingerprints were all over it. Yeah. Um, number two, if someone were to writing a book about you, what characteristics would they say? Mm. Would they be positive characteristics or negative? Who are you when no one is watching? Mm. Like, I, I think that's an interesting illustration that I try to think about all the time. Like if I'm in the middle of a struggle or a hardship, I think, okay, if, if this book, if this chapter of my story was going to be in the Bible, like what would, what would the summation be? Right. Because everything we read is such a blip on the whole lifetime. A blip. So, but what would, what would be the characteristic what that stands out? Say? What would the blip say? Yeah. Mm, that's and it question. challenges me to like, maybe check my motives and check mm-hmm. my reactions and Go back on my face and be like, help, I'm still so human. <laughs> Aren't we all? Um, number three, what's your approach to hard work? Truthfully and honestly, mm. do you work hard with excellence being your calling card at all God has asked you to do? Is there an area that God is nudging you to quit praying about and instead get out and do what you can? It's not about hustle, but about using what's in your hand. Mm. That's so good. Um And that's, you know, that's challenging for me to tip. So the week, my weeks lately have been pretty bit like I've had a lot of work, which is fantastic. Um, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays are so chock full with work and all the other stuff that comes with it too. And by Thursdays, I'm kind of like, whoo, I deserve, I deserve a day, to, <laughs> day off. I need to, I need to go to this spa or the movies or something. And I just, I'm like reading through this and writing this practical application, laughing at myself. Like, wow, three days of, <laughs> three days of sitting in front of the computer doing not, graphics is not so hard. Not either. Outside. In the sun, in the summer, in the dusty fields. I'm going to do it. Cow crap. I can get down on my knees. <laughs> <laughs> I am so privileged. It's ridiculous. Uh, aren't we all? So, and I, just as a closing thought, like, you know, I think Ruth was probably so excited to just have the opportunity to yeah. be able to, to do this and to help and to provide and feel useful. And um, I think that that was enough for her. Yeah. I think the fact that she was able to go glean and work and do all these things was enough for her. And yeah. I just had this vision of God in heaven going, Hold tight. Just yeah. hold tight. Just you wait. No you think this is the blessing. This is not even close to no the blessing. Idea. And so I just, I think it's a testament to being content, which we've mm. talked about. Like, be content where you are. Yes. Let that be enough. If God wants to pour out more blessing, amazing. But you do have to have the contentedness. Um, and we're always waiting for more. We're always yeah. hopeful there's going to be more. And then when there isn't more. We feel like every morning when I step wrong. on the scale, I'm hopeful for more <laughs> and less, less, well, more loss, <laughs> more or less. <laughs> yeah. Not thankful for more. I do want to see less, but I want to see more loss. Uh, anyway. So it's so true, man. I'll tell you, there, there just really is so much to learn from the women of the Bible and, 
You know, we have got to get to the point where we are just, we're back to studying the word. Mm-hmm. We've got to study the word. That is the truth. Everybody else's is in the interpretation of the truth. And there's great interpretations out yeah. there. Um, but just make sure that everything that you're believing is rooted in yeah. the word of God. And go through it like go through it line by line. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that I did, I copied chapter two from Bible gateway mm-hmm. and I pasted it into word and I left mark like three inches margin on the so right hand side. And I literally just went through it with a pen and like made notes and jotted them down off to the, like, that's the way to eat yep. the daily bread that's that right. God wants to give us that's right. is just like, mark it up. Don't be afraid to write in your Bible, yeah. make notes, highlight, whatever, like let God show you things that aren't necessarily written in black and white right. that he there's so much to say well even just like me doing the chronological thing it asks you to pick a verse or two out yeah that, you know and you're reading two three four chapters just to find one or two verses that just pop out at you and they do they just pop out like i read a chapter today on accident that i had already read and there was a verse in there that just popped out to me but it pop out to me the first day so you'll right. be amazed at how god will bring things off the pages i've even said that with be still be free I've grew up in Christian school. I grew up in church. I grew up in a Christian college. I took Old Testament, New Testament surveys. I took all of these classes. And yet there are things that I'm learning for the very first time in just my studies for Be Still Be Free. And I just think it's that God is bringing things off of the paper mm-hmm. for such a time as this. And the word this is active and living. active and living. That's exactly cuts right. deeper than a two-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he just reveals it to me, my stage of life for what I need at this point Absolutely. in my life. So don't be afraid of the Bible. Don't be afraid of the Bible. It's yeah. not scary. No, not at all. Not at all. So, all right. Yeah. yeah. I'll pray us out. Thank you, Lord, for another day of recording. Thank you, Lord, for another day of listeners. And just want to give you praise and glory for everything that you continue to open mine and Monica's eyes to and the words that you continue to give us and the moving of the spirit inside of us to be able to know how to um, hopefully speak to people who might need to just hear some encouragement today and want to just grow in you. Lord, I pray for our listeners wherever they are. Meet them where they are on the journey that they are on and take them where you want them to go, Lord. And I pray that you'll do the same for Monica and I. Bless this day. May you be glorified in it. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.